Trice Talk Mini Pod for a Monday night, August the 2nd, 2021. And I'm your host, Donald Wayne. But then you probably already knew that if you listen to either Mini Pods or Trice Talk itself. But anyway, welcome. <laughs> Thanks for joining me tonight. Mini Pod is that uh, gap filler, if you will, between episodes of Trice Talk and a mini version of our regular show where I limit the subjects and most of the time, the time that I dedicate for the show itself. Tonight's episode is, is mainly going to be a commentary. I know I do a lot of um, stuff related to articles that I read. And actually this one is just based on uh, some news stories that I saw today and uh, we've talked a lot at Trice Talk, and, and uh, I have on many pod as well about the border and all of the illegals that are coming across. And um, I just saw images today, more images and more images, and uh, there was discussions by certain people on the news, news networks and so forth, and, of course, a lot of stuff on Twitter. But I just, I had... I had these thoughts that I just wanted to kind of get off my chest, if you will. And, um, and then also look, there are some facts that I'm going to pull into this commentary as well, but, um, mainly I just want to talk about the insanity of Biden's border policy, if you can call it that. And actually I don't, I don't know that it's a policy at all but more like a turn your back on the situation and deny, deny, deny that a problem even exists, which seems to be something that while it's not unique to liberals in Washington, D.C., and, and of course, actually in state and local governments as well, but they tend to use that tactic more than I think conservatives or Republicans do. They basically just deny there's a problem and they keep denying it no matter what evidence you come up with. It's kind of like, maybe this isn't a great analogy, but it's the first one that pops in my head. Uh, Governor Cuomo of New York. I mean, regardless of what keeps coming out about this guy in the news, he's deny, deny, deny. And, you know, on one hand, you can see that uh, because, you know, people, very seldom want ad to admit 
to guilt to anything, especially something as serious as what he is facing. And with the, um, you know, the outcome will be pretty much the end of his career if if this sticks to him, if he ends up getting uh, conviction on any of those charges or uh, sued on any of those charges. But anyway, it's kind of like that situation. Hey, liberals come out and they say, you know, there's really nothing to see there at the border. You know, there's no crisis, even when they have, you know, a uh, hundred thousand people coming across in in a week. That's not a crisis. I'm not really sure what the uh, criteria for a crisis are to liberals and Joe Biden's administration, but evidently it's much a much higher bar than what's occurring. And of course, then uh, liberals and especially Joe Biden really is going to keep milking this cow until it runs dry, and that's. Any problems that they're having with the border or we're having with the border right now is Donald Trump's fault. Well, that's a surprise, isn't it? Trump is responsible for another thing that is wrong with this country. Liberals had nothing to do with it. The fact that you've turned your back and for the last seven months have just allowed people to come over uh, and increasing numbers uh, has nothing to do with the problem we're facing right now. Of course, Obama, Barack Obama, continued to blame George Bush for years after the end of Bush's term. So I guess Biden learned from one of the best in the business, right? But still, there are many of us that are questioning the ulterior motive for the massive numbers of illegals that are being allowed to come into our country each and every day. I mean, liberals tell us that it's it's a necessary thing because of humanitarian issues. And, you know, these people deserve to be able to seek asylum, you know, to get away from uh, uh, dangers in their own country, that their lives are in danger. And besides, they'll tell us, well, we need immigration to, or this immigration to fill job openings in this country that Americans don't want to do anyway, right? But then conservative pundits are circulating the idea that this massive influx of illegals is an attempt by the Democrats to ensure that they have a future voting base in this country. I'm, I'm sure you've heard that one. And, you know, if you're a conservative, as I am, uh, sometimes these things make sense to you when they're first said. And, and this one kind of makes sense, except there's so much process that goes along with that. You just can't let them in here and think they're eventually going to be, uh, you know, within a, a reasonable amount of time, given voting rights and citizenship and all of that. Although, you know, Democrats have been talking about trying to expedite, you know, the process so people can become citizens quicker in this country. But then considering they haven't been able to fix immigration in uh, over 30, 40 years, I, I just don't know that that's going to float either. Unless, unless Democrats are able to get some of these radical uh, voting rights laws passed, uh, which will change the whole system entirely. But anyway, that's still something that conservatives are throwing out there. Conservative pundits are saying, well, you know, Joe Biden's trying to increase uh, his voting base, his future voting base. 
And of course, the more illegals they allow to to share in the promise of America, the more loyal voters they're going to have for years to come, right? <laughs> Even though this idea of a growing, uh, this idea that uh, growing a future voting base may seem like a stretch, liberals, there's no doubt, they're hell bent on reshaping our country into one that they control forever. It might just be crazy enough to be true. I mean, there's no doubt that Democrats think that they do a better job in running this country than Republicans do, and they think they have the best interest of the people at heart, and Republicans do not. Republicans only worry about the rich, the super rich. It's funny how many of the super rich are actually Democrats and support Democrat ideas, yet Democrats still say Republicans are the party of the rich. Got to figure that one out. Sometimes, you know, we need to call them to the carpet and say, well, let's, let's start doing column by column here. Let's, let's put names on, on the Republican side and on the Democrat side, and let's figure out actually who has some of the richest people in their pockets in this country. To the liberal statement that these people are needed to help fill current and future jobs in this country. Okay. It has been stated, and and we have talked about it here on both our our Trice Talk outlets. As the middle of July, more than a million people have entered our country illegally since the first of the year. More than a million people. And at the rate they were coming in last weekend, it probably won't take long to get to a million and a half Just seven months into the year and over a million illegals have made it past the border and with Joe Biden's help. Many are being distributed around the country or they're being placed in communities, possibly one near you. Hell, it was reported that over 8,000 people came in uh, this past weekend, just a a two-day period of time in um, I I can't remember exactly. I, I think I heard Mission, Texas, but I'm not quite sure that's correct. But anyway, there was 8,000 people that came in over the weekend in this one border town in Texas. Can you imagine 8,000 people showing up in your neighborhood or subdivision over the weekend looking for shelter, looking for food, looking for health care, looking for somebody to help them? 8,000 people. Would you consider that to be unsettling? I mean, I've said numerous times since they started, since the federal government started busing these illegals to various parts of the country. Not really sure what that's about, except just to get, try to get, they can't keep a million people down at the border of Texas. That's never going to work. One, there's nowhere to put them. So they're busing them and flying them. They're putting them on airplanes too and flying them around the country. And I dare say most communities don't even know that that's happening. I dare say that a lot of cities, unless they're uh, Democrat mayor, mayors in these cities, that they have any idea that these people are coming to their area. And I could be wrong about that, but I know uh, that uh, Texas uh, Representative Henry Cuellar that's been on the news, he's actually the guy that didn't want Donald Trump coming to his city last year or said that Donald Trump wasn't 
welcome in his uh, district when Donald Trump wanted to go visit the border last year. But now I think, I bet if somebody could really get Henry Cuellar off on the side, now he still may not like Donald Trump as a person, but I think if you were to question Henry Cuellar, that he had realized that, well, gee, in this particular issue, we were better off with Donald Trump running the country. I have a question for Joe Biden and his bleeding heart liberals. How many of those one million plus illegals are going to be able to take care of themselves in the near the near future? I'm not talking about six months from now or even a year from now. I want to know how many of those one million plus illegals are going to be self-supporting. How many of those illegals they're dropping off in neighborhoods near you are going to be able to survive without taxpayer funded assistance, including free medical care in many cases? The government tells us that there is a need for many of these workers on farms and orchards and, and certain industries, especially construction industries in this country. But since the pay can often be very slim and the working conditions less than attractive in many of those, especially the farm jobs and the orchards, working in the orchards. Uh, why wouldn't more of these people try to get jobs in the larger cities, getting jobs in one of those trades such as painting and roofing, landscaping, carpentry, even some manufacturing jobs, uh, a lot of uh, poultry uh, the poultry industry uses, uh, I don't know that they specifically use people that can't produce papers that they're here illegally, uh, legally, not illegally, but you know that it happens in situations where people can get away with it because they've had raids on certain industries such as that over the past several years. And they found that there was a, a fairly large percentage of people that weren't legal to be working in those facilities. But certainly, if they decide to go to the cities where they have more variety of jobs and jobs that would pay better in most cases, even though they still may not make as much as somebody who is legal or somebody who uh, has a visa or is, is an American citizen, they're still going to make more probably than they would make if they were working on a farm or working in an orchard. Because, you know, even landscaping more than likely pays better than working on a farm. So, is this massive influx of illegals going to actually benefit farmers and orchard lords? Or will they gravitate to larger cities and take away jobs that will most assuredly be taking jobs away from Americans? Remember, there are a lot of Americans that are still unemployed at this time, and, and some of that is because of the way the Democrats have shoved money at people for the last year. And of course, Republicans are, are, have been complacent with that as well. But of course, you can make a good case that some of the money was needed. And I'm not going to get into an, a discussion about whether or not all of that money was necessary. There were a lot of people that were hurting through no fault of their own. And, you know, as one of those situations, you know, what do you do? So I'm not 
knocking the fact that people got payments. Um, but the fact that they increased some of those payments, especially for uh, unemployment benefits for people, which actually put them in a, in a class to where they were making more than if they actually went back to work from whoever they were working for. Therefore, there was no incentive for them to go back to work. Or at least in their mindset, there wasn't. But as businesses began opening back up, there's no doubt that some, some of those people that continued getting more benefits from being, you know, from unemployment than they would have if they were actually gainfully employed, that some of those people are not and didn't milk the system until it runs dry, which it's supposed to run dry, I believe, in September, if I'm not mistaken. Some of the states have already actually cut out some of that extra money already. Some of those $300 additional payments, uh, I think uh, several states have cut that out already. Just in an effort to try to get force people to go back to work because there's plenty of jobs, jobs available for people. At the end of June, let's use this as a reference point. At the end of the June, end of the June, end of June, the U.S. employment rate edged to 5.9%. And that's according to Trading and Economics uh, publication. The number of unemployed people increased by 168,000 to 9.48 million. That's almost nine and a half million people unemployed, while employment levels fell by 18,000 to 151.6 million employed in this country. Of course, it says that, the, meanwhile, the labor force participation rate was unchanged at 61.6%. So we have almost 9.5 million unemployed Americans I would imagine, based on these numbers, in this country. And Joe Biden, the leader of our country, the president of the United States, thinks it's a good idea to add more numbers to the labor pool. As if nine and a half million is not enough unemployed people here, let's add another million plus. In what universe does that make sense? When you're trying to bring a number down, but you keep adding crap that interferes with the number coming down, how does that work in the real world? And then, of course, is if that first issue is not enough, we have the COVID factor to deal with. In, in the last week and a half or so, uh, you know, Democrats seem to be ignoring in, uh, in regards to the legals coming across the border is that COVID cases are rising. And COVID cases, although it seems to be the Delta variant that seems to be the biggest problem, uh, at least from what I hear in the news, uh, but yet with that rise in COVID cases, we're letting people come into the country 
that have COVID. So Joe Biden thinks it's a good idea just to keep allowing illegal immigrants to pour into our country with some estimating uh, that the COVID rate on those illegals coming across the border is as high as 20%. Now, I remember hearing a couple of weeks ago that they, they were estimating that rate was somewhere between 6 and 8% of the people coming across the border were uh, 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 suspected of having COVID uh, or being tested or have, were suspected. So it went from 6 to, or 8% to 20% in just a couple of weeks. Are we supposed to be trusting that the federal government is making sure that none of these groups of people that are planting in our neighborhoods contain or or have COVID positive cases? Is that something we can feel good about? Can we be sure that this spike in cases around the country has nothing to do with this influx of illegals at the southern border? I mean... That's a serious question, folks. And and there doesn't seem to be anybody in, in Washington that's connecting the dots and saying, well, first of all, we need to know where these illegals are being housed and what states, what cities they're going to, what communities they're being put in. And then you need to look at the COVID numbers for those states and communities and see if there's any chance at all that this might be contributing to the number. Because you know if, you, if, they, if they send a group of people, illegals, to some community in some state and some of them have COVID, that these people are going to have to go to the hospital. Our hospitals, which taxpayers will have to take care of. So that surely would add to the numbers, I would think. Now, I don't know that for a fact. I'm just throwing that out there, thinking through the process here. And while we're focusing all this attention and spending millions of dollars on people who by all rights should not be here, what are we doing about our growing homeless population? That's another issue we've talked about here on Trice Talk quite often. And back several months ago, when the numbers started increasing at the border, we even uh, uh, dedicated a segment of Trice Talk to this homeless issue and the money they were spending on housing homeless people and, and taking care of, feeding, and so forth. Homeless people. could be going toward, I'm sorry, the people coming across the border. <laughs> the money they're spending on people coming across the border illegally, they could be spending on homeless people in these various communities across the country. So before we solved any serious problem in this country, we decided to add another problem to our plate. Another problem that has to take away from things that we already should have been addressing years ago, but certainly should be addressing before we address issues with people coming from other countries. 
The homeless numbers for 2020 are up to 2.2% from 2019, which equates to an additional 12,751 people experiencing homelessness from the year 2019 to 2020. And we probably talked about some of these numbers uh, a couple of months ago when we first addressed this homeless issue. But um, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD, if you will, released its numbers for 2020 this past March. The report concluded that 580,466 people experienced homelessness in the United States on a single night in 2020. Now, the report found that between 2019 and 2020, homelessness increased significantly among unsheltered populations and people experiencing chronic homelessness. Veteran homelessness did not decrease compared with 2019. So, you know, we're we're not making any inroads on uh, veteran homelessness. And homelessness among family households did not decrease for the first time since 2010. The report also found that people of color are significantly overrepresented among people experiencing homelessness. Gee, you think that would be a matter, something that Black Lives Matter would address, you know, put on their agenda, use some of that money that they use to fund protesting around the country? even though that has slowed down significantly, uh, if everybody has noticed. But of course, there is a common consensus that the last two years, uh, the last year, I'm sorry, COVID outbreak has aggravated the problem. But folks, we had a serious problem before COVID ever came around. So, you know, we can't blame homelessness on COVID. We can't say that they had a grip on homelessness before 2020 came. So, you know, like most things, liberals tend to blame something on anything but themselves. And I will say some Republicans do that as well. Okay, so I'm going to pick on some Republicans. We've got we've got some, and I try to say this quite often because I want people to understand. Even though I am a conservative, and and I I, I find myself on the opposite side of most liberal uh, priorities and and things that they propose to do, especially these socialist agendas. These these morons have been able to push to the forefront of the Democrat agenda. in in the last year and a half, but Republicans are are just as much a a part of what's wrong with the system in America as Democrats are. The main difference is Democrats are always going for things, you know, where it increases taxes, uh, it gives more people a free ride in life, they're, they're about giving things away. They're about uh, entitlement, giving, you know, uh, now they're talking about giving it to everybody. Like, um, well, we won't get into that because that one, that issue's got me pissed off about this guaranteed income. But, you know, that's, that's being raised again on a national level, no less. But 
liberals like to uh, blame stuff on issues, you know, that have, they say have nothing to do with them. So COVID is a great, a great scapegoat for pretty much all, all, uh, all uh, politicians here in the last year and a half. But over, over half a million people, Americans, are dealing with homelessness in our own country, and Joe Biden allows over a million illegals to come into this country. All the full well knowing that the American taxpayer will have to take care of these people until some can start taking care of themselves. But how many, even after they find work, will be free from needing taxpayer-funded services to help them survive in this country? Especially in, in the direction of medical care. You think about it, a million-plus people that have come across the border, more than likely, I would say, and this I don't have facts, but the majority of them have had very poor health care, if any, uh, throughout their life medical care, dental care, uh, there's no telling how much medical assistance, you know, a good portion of these million plus illegals coming in are going to need over the uh, next few years. At a time when Americans are trying to recover from the pandemic and the mindless shutdowns and interference by the federal, state, and local governments, we are now being strapped financially by having to put illegal immigrants up in hotels and paying to transport them to various locations around the country. And yes, we're being told that some charity organizations are assisting in some of these efforts but it does not get said very often that the federal government is providing assistance to many, if not all of those charities. Taxpayer money, right? So in a country that is trying to recover from a pandemic that should have never happened, thank you very much, China, Joe Biden and his liberal minions are okay with thrusting this immigration problem on us as well. You know, it's almost like we're a country where, you know, we don't believe in solving problems, but if you keep adding problems to our plate, then it helps take people's minds off of other stuff that never have been fixed for years and years and years. It's almost like they think by adding new problems that really are immediate and consuming the news will take our mind off of the fact that they've done shit for the last 40 years. A few accomplishments here and there, okay? But certainly, you know, most businesses, they look at things like the money they spend on the business and then the results. You know, how much do they get out of all their effort and money and labor and they put in their investments into a business? If we were to sit there and do that on what we pay for what the federal government does in our country, and evaluate it and see what our return is other other than military and protecting us from being invaded by other countries in the world who want to see us destroyed you'd be hard pressed to find you know 
20 pages of positive things, I think, in the last 20 years, maybe 30 years. Not saying nothing ever gets done that's beneficial, but are we getting our money's worth, folks? The amount of money that they take out of people's pockets? Are you getting your bang for your buck with your people in Washington, D.C.? So they're allowing all these people to come in. New homeless, if you will, because they don't really have a home, although it's, it's reported that a lot of people have relatives already living here. So it may be in some cases these people are allowed to go uh, to wherever their supposed relatives are living in the country. But all the while, the homeless continue to sleep in cardboard boxes unless you're living in California, and then they buy tents for people. They put their ass in tents and think that, hey, you know, this at least this is a step up from the park bench, right? Or from sleeping in the woods or on the ground, on the ground. And they're putting those, those tents on beaches where people used to go with their families and play. Now, how, how crazy is that? There are shelters in major cities, but those shelters can't accommodate everybody. And, and really, uh, you, you'll find in a, a lot of cities that uh, even besides the overcrowding issue with shelters, a lot of people don't go to shelters. Homeless people don't go to shelters because they're, they're so restrictive. You know, most of them won't allow you to hang around during the day. So you have to get out and do something during the day, which the focus is hopefully that they'll find some kind of work that they can do. Uh, and of course, then you know, people who have uh, drug addictions, alcohol addictions and so forth, uh, you know, they don't allow that kind of activity in the homeless shelter either. So a lot of people choose to sleep on the street, to live on the street, because then there's no restrictions on their lifestyle. And now, especially uh, with a hands-off attitude with the homeless, um, they're pretty much free to do what they want to do. But hey, Joe, at least you're doing the right thing but the by those that legally shouldn't be here in the first place. You're really setting a good example for the rest of the world, right? But the, but the flip side of that is Joe, that you're not doing the right thing for the people who are legal American citizens. Well, nothing other than shoving money in their face while taking measures that will ultimately destroy our country if it's left unchallenged. Yeah, the, the Democrats, the liberals, Biden and friends, the sky's the limit for illegals crossing our border with Mexico. And while I'm not against immigration at all, this is not immigration. What they're doing at the border is not immigration. 
This is allowing people uncontrolled to come into our country at will. And that's not legal, Joe Biden. But yet, you continue to let it happen day after day. And there's really no progress on solving the immigration issues that keep contributing to what we're having to deal with right now. I mean, I've said this before. We were supposed to fix it in 1986 when President Reagan agreed to allow amnesty. 1986, folks. And they haven't done one damn thing to make it any better in this country since 1986. And we're supposed to believe that, well, if we'll deal with this little crisis right here, we're going to fix it now. We're going to fix it now? No. No, you're not going to fix it now. No. You know, <laughs> these are supposed to be some of the smartest people in our country, right? You know, we, we're, we, we elect people that are smart and that are Americans and that are supposed to be looking out for the American people that send them there and pay their salaries. But I think we're hard-pressed sometimes to, to see proof that who, we're, who we've been sending to Washington, D.C. has done the right thing for us. I'm hoping that next year in the 2022 election cycle that we're going to have some new candidates. And I've seen a bunch uh, on, you know, show up and, and, and talk on Fox News. I'm hoping, I'm dearly hoping that we get some new blood in there, uh, more conservative blood. Obviously, I, I'm, I'm a conservative, so I want more conservative blood in there. I'd like to see us take back the House and maybe get a gain a little bit in the Senate so we can do something like we should have done when Trump first took office. And that's what gets me so down on Republicans is because we had two years that Republicans could have gotten a lot more done and they should have been working on immigration then. But yes, there was a lot of things uh, that interfered with many issues back then because Democrats from just about the time that uh, Trump took office till he left office, they were trying to remove him from office. All of that time and money they wasted, that effort they wasted on bullshit trying to get rid of a president that was trying to do some good things for this country, even though he had not the best personality in the world. But it was, to me, it was just another excuse for people in Washington, D.C. not to get something done once again. There's always, if you go back and look at it, there's always something that interferes with them getting things done, the things that they promised you that they would do. And one more thing. Oh, all these construction jobs that, that people are bragging about, this infrastructure package is going to create, how many of those jobs will be taken by, quote, American workers, Joe? 
I mean, we're talking about construction jobs. You go to construction sites, you go to subdivisions that are being, uh, that are under construction. You go to road projects that are under construction. How many of those jobs that you're bragging about this bill is going to create will go to illegals who will work for less money and not complain about the working conditions? I haven't heard anybody else bring that up yet. Maybe they don't get out as much as I do. Maybe they don't see as much as I do. But I bet Joe Biden hadn't thought that one through yet. Or maybe he has. All right. I want to thank you for listening and downloading this episode of Trice Talk Mini Pod. If you have, um, I'll be back tomorrow night with Dennis Lee. And we'll be doing, we might possibly, I shouldn't put this out there, but because I think I said it a couple of times last week and Dennis Lee wasn't back. So we could go live, but I'm, I'm thinking we might be doing a live show tonight. So just, just a little bit of a teaser there. If you're listening to this on, uh, on, uh, uh, Tuesday afternoon, maybe Tuesday night show, we'll be able to do live. So, cause we haven't done one in a while, but until then folks, Please pay attention to what's going on. And you decide for yourself what you think is right and wrong. We don't try to tell you how to think here at Trice Talk. It's not our, well, it's not a job at all. It's not our position to try to convince you what we're saying is the right way to think about things. We're just trying to get you to think about it and maybe sometimes give you some things to think about that that really didn't enter your mind until then. So what's happening right now is more important than ever before that we're paying attention. And we're very careful about how we vote next year. If you care about this country, if you care about the future for your kids, pay attention, folks. Well, I'm Donald Wayne and, uh, Stay safe, everybody.